the sound thing again. Ha! <laughs> I did it again. Every time. Hello, 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 and welcome to Break the Cycle. <laughs> With me, your host, Joshua Smith. I'm so sorry, guys. God, I do this every time. Every time. Good to see you guys. Uh, we're going to start over, and I apologize uh, that I did not unmute the sound. Look, I have this, like, multifunctional button that does the clap that you guys hear and unmutes the sound. And for some reason, sometimes it just doesn't unmute the sound. And I I just think it has, and that's where, where we're at. So I apologize. Anyways, yes, I'm a boomer. I get it. Uh, let's start with sponsors again. Of course, we have toplopsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Epstein didn't kill himself shirt I'm wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount or joining the Patreon subscribe star or become a member of this YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting join uh, and get up to a 30% discount in the private Discord server uh, of all of his new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the... Uh, uh, the general public guys, I, I I'm so embarrassed. You guys embarrass me in the chat. You know that you guys, you guys really embarrass me. Uh, and of course, executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Uh, seriously, if you own a business, check them out, go do it right now, right now. No, don't miss the show. Do it after the show. Uh, but guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. She's a survivor. She's an a advocate for the fight against human trafficking. And she's an all-around badass. She's Eliza Blue. Ma'am, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Joshua. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, just boomering up my show like I always do. That's okay. It's like, I'm very used to that feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's like every 10, 10 episodes, I have to screw something up just to, like, keep everyone on their toes. It's really how I get them to to speak in the chat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. I do live streams. I do live streams sometimes in my locals, and I'm like, "Can somebody just um tell me if you can hear me in the in the chat?" People are like, "Yeah, we can hear you." Okay, I do it all I'm the just, time. I'm, I, you know what's wild, Joshua? When I started doing interviews, and this wasn't even that long ago, I didn't have a computer. I didn't have internet. I had no gear. I had nothing. I was just streaming on the farm from my phone, like, and it was. It was just so wild. So I'm getting, I'm learning things as I go. Yeah, you know? I, I am too. I, and I, I, I try to explain to people, like when I was getting ready to do the show, I watched like a hundred hours of YouTube videos and I did a lot of studying because I'm a tech boomer. Like I don't know how to use tech yeah. at, all, at all. And so I put together like a legit system and, and, and I got a good camera and good lighting and all that stuff. Uh, but I still didn't really know how to work it very well. And so I did all this programming on OBS and I got this controller that I had to program. And it's like, it took, it took, probably a good month before I got the show rolling the way I wanted it and uh, wasn't having too many errors, but still every 10 shows, I, I forget the sound or my camera goes out or something happens uh, just to remind yeah. people that I'm still a tech boomer. At, at I love heart. your background though. I love how you have uh, the illuminated words. I think that's cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's uh, you know, when I first was starting the show, um, I had, uh, uh, I put out a call to action on Twitter and said, yo, I'm I really want to get this custom break the cycle neon light. Of course I have seven kids, so I'm poor. You know, right. that's how it works. It, it doesn't matter how much money I make. I'm, I'm always going to be, poor. I have no kids that I'm poor. So we're yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's legitimate. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many kids, how much money I make. I'm always going to be poor because I have seven children, but I want to get this, this custom break the cycle light. It was like 400 bucks. I said, look, if you guys, if you guys, uh, chip in and help me get this neon light, I'll put your name in the credits forever. And so the, the neon light club is forever embedded in my, my closing credits, uh, as the neon light club. And I have this great break the cycle light. And it's cool. It's like a, it's actually led and it's like, it's like, um, uh, I don't know, silicone wrapped led and it, it really, it, it's great. I love it. That's so cool. yeah. it looks really nice. Yeah. yeah. So how, how, how are you? Let's, let, I want to, I want to start off with your journey. Usually on the show, we start off with people's journey to libertarianism or comedy or whatever the hell it is that they do. But I just want to, you have an interesting story, but you're also, you're coming from an interesting place. Uh, you're an advocate for survivors of, of human trafficking. Um, you know, you, you, you follow all these lawsuits against the, the, the big tech companies that have let this stuff go on. It's a really, really cool story. So can you just give me your journey from, you know, uh, wherever you want to start to, to now and the libertarians and the Mises Cox and all that stuff. <laughs> That's like my whole life. So yeah. you want me to talk for the next hour from the, uh, from the very beginning. <laughs> so from the time you were born until now, just tell me your entire life story. Wait, are you still there? I'm Josh? still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I see you, right now is myself. Yeah, you oh, go okay, full. So you go full good. screen when you're when it's when the, the folks on you. Live the show now. Yes. <laughs> um, 
No, I just, uh, you know, I'm a survivor of human trafficking. So I was initially trafficked when I was a minor, sex trafficked, and um, getting out was very difficult. But after I had the opportunity to be free once and for all, because unfortunately, um, it was it was something, the trauma there for me uh, sort of kept me going back to uh, that lifestyle and my abuser, and I've had multiple abusers. So I kept going back to my abusers. Um, and unfortunately, which isn't rare, I always like to let survivors know, especially if they're survivors of domestic violence or human trafficking, like that's pretty normal. So, um, once I finally had the opportunity to be free, I started volunteering and then I went to school to become a survivor advocate. Uh, an organization sent me to school. So, uh, that was pretty cool. And then I started serving survivors and then as an advocate, I never wanted to be a public survivor leader. It was always something I just had no interest in doing whatsoever. I just had no, I still don't don't want to do it. But, um, but in 2020, as a result of the global pandemic, uh, I started using my Twitter. Um, You know, I looked around and uh, the lockdowns and everything. And I said, uh, this is really going to be a bad time. And I could just see how it was going to impact human trafficking Mm. uh, and make it worse. And the way I explain that to folks is that when, when folks don't have the ability to work uh, because of lockdowns implemented by the government, uh, it increases human trafficking. Uh, well, it did increase human trafficking. I was, it was absolutely horrible. I mean, it's had a global impact that, um, you know, I, I want to stay a little bit white-pilled about it, but it's had a global impact that uh, I don't know if we'll ever be able to recover from as a human, you know, as the anti-human trafficking movement. But, um, you know, I like to stay hopeful and I do see some light at the end of the tunnel about certain things. But I just started speaking out about human trafficking on my Twitter, um, providing resources, the hotline numbers, um, some experience, my experience, strength and hope. And um, it just took, it just snowballed. Honestly, it really snowballed. I didn't realize until I started speaking out uh, how little people knew how much they wanted to get to know a survivor um, and how much, how hungry people really were to want to know about these things. Um, And so I felt just a deep sense of responsibility to keep going. And, um, you know, it's just been, honestly, it's been an incredible experience. It really truthfully has. I've gotten an opportunity to meet people I never thought I'd meet um, I've got an opportunity to meet survivors in, in six countries all around the world oh, and wow. get to talk to, to survivors all over the place and, you know, just be there for them in different capacities. And, um, you know, it just I think it was just one of those situations where I, I didn't have anything going into the pandemic, really. I was just a survivor advocate, you know, um, but I had my phone and I had the knowledge that folks would need those hotline numbers more than ever. Um because when you can't work, you start doing things you never thought you'd do for money. And that puts you in situations where you could be exploited for labor or sex. So um, I just wanted folks to have the resources available. And, yeah, it's just it's been awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of short. Does that make sense? That's a yeah, short no, end of No, the absolutely. That's a, that's a, I mean, it's great to hear that, you know, your story to, to becoming an advocate. And that's, I mean, that's really a, a, a probably the biggest part of your life, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you, you have experience in being a victim. So it's, it's always better to have the, the advocate and, and somebody there to help that's been through the same things you've been through, especially when it's something that's filled with so much trauma like that. You know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to trust people when you've been through any kind of trauma, yeah. really. And to, to be able to relate to somebody who, who's been through what you've been through is, is, I mean, that's a really great thing. My, my hat's off to you, you know, a huge round right. of applause and I, and I, we need more of you. We need lots more of you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's uh well, I'm not- Saint Joshua, I'm not a saint out here. It was just literally like, I mean, you have to think back to those original first few days of like the lockdown or where we were really trying to understand what was going on. Um, you know, that was a really scary time. It really truthfully was. We had no idea what was going to happen. Now we have a kind of a better grip on things. We know a little bit more what's going on. We've seen some of, you know, the chicanery. We've seen good things. We've seen bad things. We've seen ugly things. But at that time, we were, it was terrifying, you know, cause this is at a time where, you know, we were getting propaganda. I don't want to get your channel taken down today. So let me calm down. Um, but this was at a time where we were seeing, you know, images from, you know, Italy where they were filling up ice arenas for the bodies right. and things like that. And, and the people really- dropping dead in China on the streets, which yeah. well, where, where's that, that at? Yeah, that was- 
Uh, that's it. That didn't happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, it happened. <laughs> we saw it, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, but, you know, uh, I'm not trying to belittle by any means anybody that's lost. I'm not trying to make light of this situation. I took it so seriously that I was like, I'm willing to come out. But I think one thing that's a little bit different about my story is that I didn't so much lean on being a survivor. I leaned more on being a public advocate. I think that was one thing that was a little bit different. My story was never um, sort of the... I was way more interested in giving out resources uh, than my story or to educate people on the different facets of the crime, because human trafficking is probably one of the most complex crimes you will ever encounter. There are so many things that under the umbrella of just even the words human trafficking, you have labor trafficking, you have sex trafficking, you have trafficking in the digital space, you have black market sale of human organs, you have, you know, illegal adoption. Uh, there are so many things, child soldiers there are so many things that uh, human trafficking encompasses that I was much more interested in being a public advocate True. than I was telling my story. So sometimes that confuses people. Um, I think that folks really want to know my story, and I've told it many times, but um, it's just not. I felt at the time, and I still kind of do, that my particular story is cherry picked, and I like to look at the problem as a whole. True. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, so. 100%. Uh, that's interesting. You know, it's 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 crazy because when you think, when most people hear human trafficking, you automatically think of sex trafficking. That's just, that's where your brain goes, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, there's a reason for that. I mean, that, you know, the corporate press and movies, you know, control the narrative. Uh, labor trafficking is very serious. Um, and uh, it's definitely, and, you know, they tend to kind of go together a little bit, too. It's not like a lot of times uh, survivors have been also labor trafficked as well, or, you know, a labor trafficking victim will have also been um, at some point sexually assaulted or, you know, in a, in a situation like that. So it's, um, you know, it's really, it's a very interesting crime. Uh, I will... And it changes all the time, Josh. So that's the other thing. It changes constantly. Like now, my focus, I'm thinking, so like on Twitter, I kind of do more, I do a mixture of everything. I just, I actually just go off like my gut. I just tweet off my gut, but, um, or whatever story I think, whatever story I want to highlight or what I want people to read. Cause I truly want people to read the stories because, you know, on my Twitter feed, I try to do anything from like a little, uh, you know, a little story from India or a real big, um, big news story that's happening, like the R. Kelly case or, you know, Epstein or something like that. Um, you know, I try to showcase a little bit of every piece of what it can look like around the world. And um, yeah, I forget where I was going with that. But uh, oh, so what I was saying is on my Twitter feed, I kind of keep it sort of um, easy to digest for people. But in my personal life, I'm focusing like on my personal advocacy, I am focusing on where the future of the crime is going. Sure. Because I'm always trying to think 10 steps ahead. These traffickers and abusers are very smart. They're very savvy. Um, and so they're thinking ahead. Um, I guess the best way you could uh, describe it would be sort of like the drug trade or the war on drugs. Um, you know, the, you know, drug cartels are really savvy with how they get, get drugs into the, yeah, when you, you start, know. when they started digging tunnels, uh, under the border, that was kind of like, Oh, okay. These guys are smart. Right. <laughs> well, human trafficking, uh, is similar sure. in that way. Um, so, and actually that's how I formed some of my political views was really watching, uh, the government's just absolutely horrible way of dealing with human trafficking. And um, I just don't want them involved at all. Right. To be honest. Well, they they messed up the war on drugs. And I just see this headed down a very similar path. So They screw up everything they touch. I mean, it's really their, much, their yeah. job uh -huh. at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. So, you know, I just try to look for other ways, um, you know, so a big area of focus is, of course, uh, human trafficking and child sexual abuse material in the digital space. Sure. Um, that's kind of my main, I really, really focus on that, especially the child, the child exploitation is super a primary focus. Um, and, you know, I so I come at it from a position of I want the private companies to be held accountable. I want the private companies to deal with it before the government steps in. Unfortunately, these private companies don't handle it at scale. And um, 
So the governments do end up stepping in, but then you reach a point where you have, you know, government overreach and they're, it's a whole mess. Well, yeah. I mean, I posted on Twitter yesterday, a a screenshot of an article about Norway, um, basically going back to normal and, and declaring, uh, COVID endemic and saying that it's no worse than the flu or any of this stuff. And then another screenshot of the CDC uh, posting the same day that Norway was dangerous to travel to, that they have these out of control cases and all this stuff. And I just was like, I basically just said, LOL, the CDC's big mad, right? And uh, some of my friends, including Pete, Pete, uh, um, Pete Raymond or Pete Quinones, he used yeah. to go by Mance Raider on, on Twitter, but he, Pete, Pete Quinones posted it on his Facebook and immediately got a 30 day ban. Now these are, this is real story. This is a real story. And he got, ba- he got a 30 day ban instantly within, within seconds of posting it, but they still have child porn on, on Facebook. Well, I will say this, uh, you know, Facebook, the good news is that uh, seven months ago, Facebook implemented new technology. Um, They were public about this. So this is in a public blog of theirs. They implemented new technology. And over the last three months, they've been able to remove over 30 million profiles that had child sexual abuse material on it. Um, So that's just in the last three months. Um, 30,000 profiles? 30 million. 30 million profiles? That well, many profiles? Let me back up. Let me be a little clear. That That is Instagram and Facebook. So all Facebook-owned companies, uh, you know, they, Facebook owns quite a few companies, but Instagram and Facebook together are huge giants, right? right. So, um, but yeah. But still, if there was you know, thir- just to think that there, the volume is 30 million accounts that have child sexual abuse material on them. 30 million accounts. Yeah, that was just in the last three months, yeah. Oh, my God. that's, ins- that's This problem is oh, yeah. way worse it, than I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, so this year alone, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is our national clearinghouse for all child sexual abuse material, and they also post the missing children um, as well, and they also collect our data and statistics nationally for these issues, um, have has received 100 million reports this year of child sexual abuse material. Oh, my God, that's, um, that's, that's just yeah, that's, that's a that's third of the population of the United States. Well, okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. So actually what Facebook found in collecting their data, and this is all public on Facebook website, um, what Facebook found in collecting their data is that a lot of times folks were reposting the child sexual abuse material to show what was on uh, the platform. So, So somebody will see something shocking and then try to draw attention to it, but actually be posting the material. Um, so yes, now but prior to this point, Facebook still reported the most of any tech company, period. I mean, by a long shot, Facebook has done the best, Um, but it doesn't mean so. But they really do a horrible job with removing human trafficking. Um, Child sexual abuse material is counted as human trafficking, but um, just different stages of human trafficking. So like the sale of humans just right up on the main (laughs) like it's wild you wouldn't believe it you would not people don't believe it that's why i feel such a i feel see i thought everybody knew what i knew joshua i thought like this was just common knowledge i didn't realize nobody was really hip to it so when i started posting i always joke that it takes people about three days of following me on twitter before they're like hip to what's really going on because i'll post regular like cathedral, corporate press, news articles, people, I think people's minds get blown because they just don't see it. And then when I'm like right here, all in one neat package, now today, probably a bad example because I was all over the place today. But generally speaking, it's like all human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. We got, we got some super chats from uh, Colin Farrell. Ah, Colin Farrell. Nice to see you, man. I'm glad I'm meeting this famous person. No. Uh, And he's throwing uh, $5. I think that's a Canadian dollars, uh, $5. He, at first, he said it was AI driven. Then it, it's AI driven. It was AI driven then, and it's AI driven now. Initially, it was protective. Now it is destructive. I think he was. I think that's an old super chat that uh, oh. from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Lee, five dollars super chat. She says, she says you've mentioned before that you keep your family and your advocacy separate. That your parents are awesome. Do they worry that you might be targeted? By my abuser, or just in general? Just in general. I guess if you're you know, advocating for victims of human trafficking, there might be a lot of bad people who are human trafficking out there. My safety is uh, always a big concern, and we uh, have adjusted our lifestyle. Sure. Good. uh, We've adjusted our lifestyle for for that uh, specific purpose. So I went and got my... um, 
carry concealed carry permit in two states and as as the rest of my family and we are ready for whatever comes our way i think if you apply in louisiana you can get it in like 37 states or 36 states or something like that it's got reciprocity Yeah. But yeah, we, yeah, I do worry about my safety quite a bit, but not as many as some. So actually that that's one area where I am safe is that um, because I don't, I haven't named personal. So in my case, I can really attack big tech. It's kind of like my main, (laughs) I really go after big tech really hard. Um, I don't go after big names. So some of my friends and colleagues, you know, are suing like, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew and, Oof. you know, uh, yeah. So my friends uh, do get a, a very kind of, a, you know, so a lot of my survivor friends or other advocate friends have these high profile abusers that they are really going after. So that's where safety seriously becomes a concern. True. Well, God but, bless them. Cause that's, that's the, that's scary stuff to think about the fact that there's these big high visibility people that are involved in this kind of stuff. Uh, is just insane. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 and I think that's the hard part for some people to grasp uh, when it comes to, especially the child sex trafficking stuff uh, is that these, you know, there's big names, famous people, uh, parliament, you know, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a prince, you know, there's, there's all these people that have been involved in it. It's like, it's like, nobody wants to believe that all these people that they know with the side disability part. I think that the elites being degenerates is pretty easy to digest. For, I think for me, for me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's I think yeah. I think it's harder for folks to digest when their neighbor gets busted. Sure. Um, you know, so I think, you know, or local law enforcement or um, you know, a pastor or some, you know, Boy Scouts, you know, somebody that you sent your kids off to camp, you know, that's those are I think the really difficult uh really difficult for folks to digest. That's why I try to constantly show the full picture because it is, I I don't want to say like it's everywhere, but it is uh, very prevalent. And I feel in my heart that the longer these things stay quiet, the, that's what abusers want. Abusers want this stuff to stay quiet. They don't want me out here on doing podcasts, reaching diverse demographics. You know, they don't want me out here just tweeting just hard facts. They want it to, to stay underground. They want people to think it's not that big of a problem. Right. And so I think that by just showing people like, hey, this is a problem and this is a conversation that needs to be had. And the other thing too is just letting people know like you can be comfortable having this conversation too. Like don't be scared of this conversation. Otherwise you could regret it. I mean, in your case, you are a father of many children. Seven, seven. Well, <laughs> one of them one of them's my grandbaby. So Aww. Yeah. Well, I know I'm a 38 year old grandpa. That's cute, though. Yeah, that's cute. She's sweet. She's sweet. I love the little pictures of your whole family. Wait, did you already go to your on your trip? No, we leave. uh, I got listen. I'm so excited. Like I'm I'm worried. Like I'm worried. Okay, because I'm bringing seven children to Disney World. uh, Well, well, let folks know how you. Because you're an adoptive, you're an adopt, you're a father that has adopted. Yeah, and and and, and full disclosure, we haven't adopted yet. Where it's the okay. next, it's the next step. I have full guardianship. In the process of adoption. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I, I think I told the story on the show. People probably mostly know, but I had, uh, I had a daughter that didn't live with me. She was 15 at the time, and uh, when I moved in with my fiance, she had two little girls. Then we got pregnant with my son, who was born on New Year's Eve. Uh, then in back in October of last year, so it's almost been a year now. I think October 5th. Uh, I was able to finally get custody of my daughter after 10 years of trying. Um, and uh, on the way down to Arkansas, we, we found out that her two little siblings that are not mine biologically, they're my ex-wives, uh, were going to go to foster care. And they were nine and six. And uh, so I, I went in and fought for uh, full well, temporary guardianship so they wouldn't go to foster care because foster care is just a shitty system. I mean, there's you know there's some really great stories about foster care too. There's some great foster parents. I don't want to take away from the great foster parents. There's a lot of really fucking bad stories from foster care too. And um, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want my sister, my, my daughter, who's, you know, 15 and been with these kids for nine and six years uh, to be split up from them. I knew it would just be detrimental to her. And so I went down and was able to attain temporary guardianship. And then I went back down a month later and fought for uh, permanent guardianship and got guardianship of them. Then we had my son, uh, December 31st, that made six. And when we were on our way down to pick up my daughter, I found out she was six months pregnant or four months pregnant at the time. And so, uh, and then she gave birth to my granddaughter on March 14th. Um, and that made seven. So we have seven 
and it's a lot. And our minivan is not big enough uh, for us. We have to we have to trade it in for a. Uh, we got to trade it in for a fifteen passenger soon, um, and that's going to cost a lot of money. But you know, we it's it's fun, and uh, and every day's something new and interesting. But um, yeah, I, I put out a little call, another call to action on Twitter, and asked people if they'd help me get these kids who had been through terrible trauma, terrible, terrible fucking trauma. Um, and you know, the, especially the two littles had never had anything good happen to them in their life. Um, and so I really wanted to take them somewhere, you know, I wanted to take them to the happiest place on earth, which is, you know, it's a lot of kids, Disney world. And, um, so I was able to, to raise enough money to put with my own money and get them to, we're going through the 11th through the 18th of this month. We'll be at Disney world and we're doing five days in Disney world and one day in universal studios. Um, and so and some of the littles don't even know yet, but they're going to be really, really stoked. Oh, we're kidding yeah, me. They're going to be so excited. Yeah, we're keeping it a surprise. I, I'm going to get them oh, on. Oh, they're the- going to freak the heck out. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to be able to. Uh, I don't know how we're going to be able to like keep it a surprise once we get on the shuttle, but we're going to try to keep it a surprise all the way to the hotel. Oh, you got to film their face. Actually, oh, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to. I'm bringing the camera because because my. Why do I feel like this is the most anticipated vacation in world history? Like, oh, I started hearing about this vacation like freaking six months ago. I know. Well, it's funny because like my 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 supporters are like, "Hey, man, have you gone yet? Do you got video? Do you got pictures?" And then all my haters are like, "Oh, you're probably not even gonna go. You probably stole that money and blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "It's been booked for months, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's not cheap." I contributed a little bit. I contributed. I I was like, because when when Joshua reached out to me to do the podcast, which you reached out like freaking two months ago. It's been a while. Before Freedom Fest. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you the Disneyland dad? That's how I knew you. I knew Joshua as the Disneyland dad. And I just didn't know who it it was. But uh, my best friend was always telling me about this Disneyland dad and, you know, about how, you know, you were doing your thing and raising money and it was cute. So I said, where's the link? Let yeah, me. I appreciate you it. I, yeah. I can't tell you how much the love we've been shown. The, the love that we've been shown is, is fantastic. And these kids, if you, if you knew uh, what they were when we picked them up uh, and this, and see them now and see the difference and this, um, I mean, honestly, the, the contrast in one year is just amazing. Amazing. Like the, the little girl, when we got her, she, anything you said to her, she'd go flying under the kitchen table on all fours, barking and growling at you she you couldn't she she had like you know if you got within five inches of her she'd shirk away real quick it was it was obvious trauma obvious yeah. trauma now she she hugs us she calls us her stepdad and stepmom calls all the other kids her brothers and sisters like she's really happy she smiles she lets us comb her hair um it, it's really cool stuff man like it it's been you know and and the, and the boy he he came to me the other day and said you know, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate what you guys have done for us. I know, I know that, um, you guys didn't do this because it benefits you or whatever. And it's just really, it's really nice. You know what I mean? To see these kids kind of get away from the dark past. Don't you feel that by being of service, especially to children, that it does benefit you? It's really oh, hard yeah. to emotionally it's for sure. <laughs> really hard to be in your own head or to be, uh, you know, cause I don't know. I guess I probably naturally would be maybe a little bit more black pilled or depressed or something, but you know, anytime I get kind of really bummed out, I hit up a survivor. Don't say anything about what I'm going through. You know, uh, I hit up a survivor and just say, Hey, how are you doing? And then listen to them. Cause a lot of times survivors are struggling. Uh, and you know, there's something about being of service to other people that pulls you out of your own self Right, and it makes you realize, wow, and it makes you really grateful for what you have. I think that's really cool. I I hope that I think I if I am able to have children one day, I'll have to adopt. True, um, but just because of my age, but um, we never know. <laughs> Maybe you can't be older well, than me. I'm forty oh, and a half. Oh, we're about the same. <laughs> we're about the same age. We're pretty close. I'm forty and a half. I'm I'm, yeah, a, I'm a year younger than you. Yeah, but you're in a you're in a healthy relationship. I'd have to find a boyfriend, date him long enough, it's, get engaged. It's the the old and, like the old high risk after thirty five thing isn't really true these days. You can go, you can have them up to fifty. You're fine. I'd have to find a boyfriend, yeah. date him long enough to get engaged, get married, and then have kids. We ain't got that. that we don't have that much time. Plenty of it's women okay. just get donors now. You know what I mean? It's it's fine. It's, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, enough children need to be adopted yeah. that I'm fine with that option. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. 
with everything going on in the world right now, you know, a lot of children need to be adopted. I'm fine with that. I don't know. Maybe I'll never, um, maybe I'll never have children of my own. I, I try to do as much as I can right now for survivors is I feel like everybody's child is kind of a, a little bit of my responsibility. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I get it. And, and, and it's funny cause being a, being a dad to seven kids, like that's how I feel now too. Like every, right. every kid I meet, I'm like, I gotta be responsible for all these kids. You know what I mean? Like all of them, every yeah. single one of them everywhere. And, uh, and it's, it is, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty funny feeling. Um, yeah. uh, Colin Farrell dropped another $5 super chat. Uh, he says, Eliza, do you think that monetizing games like Fortnite exposes children to exploitation? I don't know enough about Fortnite to uh, speak on it adequately. I mean, is I don't know if, um, uh, so I think if, if I had this correctly, like basically because predators can speak to children. Maybe. I don't know. He said something about monetizing it. And I, 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 full disclosure, I was literally playing Fortnite 10 minutes before I started the show. Uh, so I, and my son and I play it together. Um, but it is, it's, I, I, is he, t- it maybe he's talking about because you're constantly buying things in the game, like in game purchases. I don't know how that, how that would, uh, let's see. What did he, let's, uh, do you think that exposes children? Gaming, I admittedly, at least I'll be able to say like, I, that's one thing I literally know nothing about. Yeah. Nobody would want to see me as a boomer, try to play any games. And I'm just not chill about that. <laughs> I play, I play video games. I play video games like on my days off and sometimes with my son, he's grounded right now for, from Xbox for, uh, something that he does, but he's he has Uh-oh. you know that's that's his punishments we we do the peaceful parenting thing we're not you know we don't hit or yell or scream and try mm-hmm. to be really calm and uh but and they and when we first got them they'd have a lot of big blow-ups real bad blow-ups you know um they yeah. don't they don't do that so often anymore and it's really it's been nice so um but he does still occasionally do things that he's not supposed to do and you know gotta pay the price I, buddy I, I still occasionally do things i'm not supposed to do so yeah we all do we all do you yeah, know I mean- uh uh, but uh, uh, P Nord eighty seven. He said, "Eliza, most eligible bachelor, Reed or Clint?" Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> they both have exquisite qualities. They both are, they both have exquisite qualities. Yeah, I love uh, I love them both. They're both they're both they've both become really good friends with me over the last year. Or so actually, I didn't know who Clint was at all, and then he had me on a show like a year ago, and uh, it was ended up I ended up just you know I love both those guys so much, man. And I've had them both on my show, and Clint's actually coming back on the show. In a couple of weeks too, I think right before we leave for Disney World. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, big yeah. Fun. A lot of people don't know, like uh, you know, at Freedom Fest, they I told them some of my concerns because I was sort of linked into some of the more activist speakers that have reason to be mindful of their security. Sure. And I got a couple back channel, just a little bit of back channel information about some things that could happen at the fest. And uh, Clint and Reed both. Um, without divulging too much information inadvertently made sure that I was safe. I'm sure. I'm sure they're good guys. They're both really, really good guys. Solid, solid gentlemen. As far as I can tell, of course, I've never oh got gosh, to hang out like, with them in person. Literally, so. They are the least creepy, like in real life, they were sold such gentlemen. I swear. Like you, I know people probably wouldn't believe it, but they did not creep on me or I didn't see them do anything. Um, you know, I would be the first to call it out. If I saw them being creeps or just being gross around any female, I would call, they would sure. rue the day, but they were not, they're not creepy. They're, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to meet Clint, Clint for the first time in, uh, at, uh, Tom Woods's 2000th in Florida here. Actually, oh. while we're in, uh, while we're in Florida I'm, for I'm Disney world, that. I'm supposed to go. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. It's, it's the 16th and we're going to be there anyways in Orlando. So I'm going to, it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it starts at eight o'clock. So I just yeah. I didn't I didn't do that on purpose at all. We just happened to book it. There's so many things that happened with this with this trip that I didn't mean to happen. Like I booked the, <laughs> we booked the trip and then found out it was the 50th anniversary of Disney World. Oh, cute! So that's gonna be crazy. Gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. And then it also happens to be the same week that Tom Woods is having his 2000th episode get together yeah. in Orlando. So I was like, well, I will get to go and see all my friends too, you know, top lobster yeah. will be there and I'll gr- oh, is he? yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really excited. Cool. I love top lobster. Yeah. He's- I, had him do, I, I had him do, um, uh, some artwork for me one time and I love it. Yeah. He does. I mean, just cause he started doing artwork for the show. Now he works for odyssey as well. And he does like a, a bunch of artwork oh, for odyssey. Cool. Yeah. And he's his first like thing for odyssey was actually drawing Rose McGowan, which I thought was pretty cool. 
you know, I was going to mention, funny you said that, like, I literally was thinking I was going to get there, but you were talking about safety and I was, re- I was talking about high profile. I mean, look at what's happening to Rose McGowan right now. Like, you know, she is being stalked, harassed, um, like literally um, terrifying to the point where um, life threatening. Very, like very life-threatening, like we'll come home, her door will be kicked down. She doesn't even live in the United States anymore. They wiped her credit completely clean. They're really going after her hardcore. Um, and that's how survivors are treated when they speak out. It's great. Especially, well, especially against the high profile elite people. Yes. Right. So she'll, she'll, she'll take on anyone, which is why I love her so much. Yeah, She's an um, absolute badass. She got so oh, yeah. based. She got so based too. Yes. She went full, but you know, when you think about how hard and how bogus they've done her since the beginning of time, True. she just literally does not care at all anymore. And she let it, lets it all go. I'm not quite there. I still, <laughs> I still kind of hold a little bit to the chest, but she, uh, she is an inspiration. And I can honestly say, you know, a lot of people say things, but you know, there are a lot of high profile survivors that are um, very kind to me on the main but they're also equally as kind and supportive behind the scenes. Sure. And to me, that speaks volumes. You know, it's one thing for somebody to, to speak out and say, oh, you know, Eliza Blue's cool, or, oh, I like this movement. I like to see what Eliza Blue's doing, or just some type of, you know, shout out. But it's another thing for these really um, high-profile survivors, and especially women that have walked before me, like Rose McGowan, that sort of set the tone, you know, of what being a public survivor could look like. Hi, kid. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over when they are supported when they're supportive of me when the cameras aren't on you know what i mean like when nobody can see it they're not trying to get clout or they're not trying to look you know what i'm saying like so I noticed stuff like that. Well, I, I it's swear. funny because the 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 I was just talking about my son, you know, get, being punished and actually. Um, first of all, let me let me let me address some of these super chats. Forest, Forest mommy and uh, and drywall oh, both both dropped twenty dollars oh. super chats. Forest mommy said, "Thank you for all you do, Eliza. You too, Josh. Thank you guys for for the twenty dollars super chats and thank you for the support. Like it means a lot to us." Um, Forest mommy. It's so funny. I wanted to follow her so bad. So sometimes like I'll see people or I'll think I'm already following them on Twitter. I had to wait until one day because she probably realized I just followed her like right out of the blue after a while. I thought I had already followed her, but I couldn't remember exactly what her handle was or whatever. And so I had to wait till one day she liked a post. And then I went to her Twitter all fast, followed yeah, I don't know which one or which one of us followed each other first, but I become a big fan of Force Mommy. I, I she's amazing, and she's actually coming on the show cool. uh, next week or the week after. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, that's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be a fun conversation. But no, back to my my original point. Um, uh, oh, Top Lobster says showing some love to Eliza too for a two dollars super chat. By the way, hi Top, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I love you. Top um, so my boy the other day uh, when he had this this you know, this punishment, um, someone in the, in the super chat was, uh, who was it? Bubblegum gun said, you have to make him understand, not just punishment. Yes, I agree. Uh, he's get, he gets punishments when he does something wrong. None of them are, are physical ever. Uh, it's usually, you know, grounded from electronics or something. Cause he spends way too much time on PlayStation anyways. But, uh, we had this big, long talk while before he got his punishments so that I could make him understand. And one of the things that I told him, cause he, you know, he had this big, huge blow up and he, he was angry and he's punching the bed and all this stuff. And, um, and, and, and then he breaks down cause that's what he does. You know, he, he has this anger and then he breaks down and he broke down and he started saying, you know, I just don't want to be like my dad. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to end up being like my dad and I'm going to end up being like my dad broke my heart because dad's giant shit bag. Right. And, uh, so it broke my heart. Um, and, uh, I told him, look, buddy, you know, 
the most important thing to being a good person is that you do it when no one's looking. And that's why I told him, I said, you, you, you can't, you can be as nice as you want and as great as you want to people's faces. But if you turn around and you're in your shit bag, I didn't say it like that. Then, then you're not really a good person. I said, if you're, if you're doing it when nobody's looking, that makes you a good person. And that's all I want from you. I said, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to live here and I'm going to raise you, I want you to be a good man. And that's, an, that's very important to me that you become a good person and a good man. And he got it. Like he really, he's like, Oh shit. You know? And he sees he's 10. I mean, he's not, you know, and he's, he, he's still going to have days where he does something wrong, like steals candy out of the, the fridge and, and eats it and tries to hide it or whatever. He does stuff, you know, but um, it was a, it, I think it was a big eye opening experience for him. And that was exactly what you were just saying is, you know, if you, it's a, be a good person, you got to be a good person when no one's looking, you know? But I, yeah. And it's, you know, we all know, you know, social media can try you like nobody's business, you know, it's, that's the hardest. I think that's hard to, uh, to stay. It's really, really hard. Joshua, it's really hard for me to bite my tongue sometimes and for me to turn the other cheek. And I don't, I'm not good at it all the time. I have such a hard time sometimes. I let, you know, the old me pop out a little bit or whatever, the crazy me or whatever. But, you know, um, I don't know. I just noticed that as a survivor. And then likewise, you know, a lot of my advocacy with survivors, serving survivors, of course, I can't do that on the main. Like people don't see that type of stuff. I can't talk about it. I can't disclose information about other survivors cases unless it's a public case. Uh, And even then it's kind of, you know, it, it just depends on my relationship with the survivor and what I know about the case that I could talk about. But um, generally speaking, you know, we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but just to have, you know, some of these survivors, you know, Tara Reed also has been very supportive. Um, You know, uh, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of survivors. And of course, it's not only just high profile survivors too. A lot of, um, you know, you know, every, a lot of survivors reach out and it, it, especially during the pandemic, it's just made me feel not alone and i hope i've been able to sort of provide that for other people too at least a little bit true absolutely yeah no i i i'm sure you have and and uh you know i think your work the work you're doing is valuable i'm sure it's valuable to them um troller terry and five dollar super chat he said eliza got i got turned on to your work through layla milkleweight how do you see the fight against trafficking on major websites going forward uh good game josh is that what he said uh so yeah so let's let's segue that into into these lawsuits that that you've been talking about a lot and stuff i mean how do you see the fight going uh against big tech on this stuff and and uh how are these lawsuits going against the you got the twitter lawsuit and also there's another one as well that's that's tomorrow the facebook one well facebook goes in front of uh like lawmakers tomorrow so that's not directly uh specifically about a specific case of human trafficking that's about them just a whistleblower stepping forward. Well, it's it's not even specifically about just human trafficking. Originally, they called the meeting with Facebook to talk about um, the harmful effects on Facebook for teen girls. Um, to, Facebook has known about how harmful it is for teenage girls and didn't do anything about it and actually sort of increased the problem. This whistleblower came out with internal documents, basically blew their whole spot up and human trafficking as it always is, was caught up in the mix. Um, so that's sort of why I'm paying extra attention. I also keep my eye on, on uh, big tech just in general. Um, but Reddit's being sued by one minor survivor of child sexual abuse material. Twitter's being sued by two minor survivors of child sexual exploitation. Pornhub has multiple class action lawsuits going on right now. And, and Facebook's being sued by three minor survivors of human trafficking. So um, and that's just what's going on now. Um, and what will happen will just be more and more and more. It's going to be a snowball effect. I think uh, Pornhub was kind of the... Um, sort of the catalyst of behind all the lawsuits. And that just sort of exploded beyond belief. Um, now we have the Twitter one, but we've had a really difficult time getting these companies to be held accountable because of their Section 230 protection. Sure. So um, with the Section 230 protection, it pretty much makes it so that they haven't been held too accountable. But now what's happening is that they finally are starting to be held a little bit accountable. And judges around the United States are basically saying, no, we're going to start calling this what it is. It's human trafficking. And um, so where I see it going, um, this is just the beginning, and it will be um, 
It will be, I mean, the truth, I can talk to you, you know, about this type of stuff, but the truth is, you know, um, tyrannical governments and those seeking power will use this vulnerability that big tech has of not removing human trafficking and child sexual abuse material at scale um, to gain more, more access and control over their citizens. So, um, you know, where, where our lawmakers are meeting with Facebook tomorrow, you know, you saw the desperate actions that, uh, that YouTube took today to silence voices that they don't like part of why, um, Wall Street Journal and every major news outlet and every politician basically came out and said something about Facebook was because they're not liking where the narrative is going about the uh, about the pandemic. Right. So we, they want to control that narrative at all costs. The thing is that human trafficking and child sexual abuse material is there. It is egregious. It's a horrific crime. So anytime someone wants to. um flex some muscle to big tech, they use that as an excuse. Uh, and it's a valid excuse because it is happening. Right. So I don't know if that makes much sense. Um, where I see it going, I think that it will um, it will it, it will depend on how some of these lawsuits pan out in the future, but it will be it will not end well for big tech. God, I, hope. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Yeah, it will be. Um, the one of the final nails in their coffin it it is and it has been an honor and a pleasure being a part of uh hopefully odyssey becomes the big one it's uh it was fun it was interesting because i had a you know i had jeremy kaufman on on my show who owns and, and one of the founders of odyssey and library and um you know that was a big question from from me and from some of my my viewers was you know how are you going to deal with this explicit child material on a on a you know non moderated platform that that operates on the blockchain and he actually they actually have uh, some kind of tech that um, if that kind of stuff makes it on the blockchain they have these accounts that will circle that that block and not let things access it which I thought was you know, actually pretty cool. Up tomorrow. I need to hit him up tomorrow to ask him about that. Cause I had never heard about that and he's real cool. Like he's, he, uh, we've been cool for a while. So I should, um, I really need to hit him up to, to talk to him about that. Cause I have no idea about that, but the truth is Joshua, this is, I mean, it is headed uh, in such a direction that I actually feel like I can back off a little bit and focus more on getting these uh, smaller platforms ready for, their chance to shine. That's how much of a done deal I Good. feel like it is in my heart. Good. Odyssey's amazing. I think Odyssey is the future for uh, uh, free speech media. I really do. I, I think it's the best platform out there. I think, you know, for me, I don't use it as like I should right now because not enough yeah. of my followers are following me over there. And this is, you know, YouTube is the one, Google is the one that helps pay the bills right now, guys. It just really is. But if you can go follow Break the Cycle Joshua Smith at Odyssey, I would appreciate that. Uh, but there, there's some, there's some upgrades that still need to be made to that platform, in my opinion, to make it uh, as as user friendly as uh, as content creator friendly as YouTube is. It's but YouTube's been around for you know a long time. So, uh, but I I think that that's the future. Money, but you know, um, you know, when you see platforms like Odyssey, um, you know, I worked really closely with Minds. Minds is really cool, um, and if you'll notice, like when folks go to Minds, M I N D S Minds. And I've worked a little bit with locals about this specific issue as well. You know, some of the things that I advocate for are just a two-step reporting system for child sexual abuse material, human trafficking, exploitation. I mean, just simply a two-step reporting system for minor victims and survivors for if this sexually exploitation, if this sexual exploitation material pops up, um, you can report it and it will be handled swiftly. Right. Uh, by these by these companies. So if you look at the difference between reporting. Um, child sexual abuse material on Twitter, which is a complete labyrinth. It's a separate form. It's a hot mess. You have to think in the context of being a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 13-year-old, trying to report this child sexual abuse material. Very difficult, um, if if you even catch it at all. Or being a survivor and seeing this and trying to report it and you're triggered, you're going through emotions, you know, um, even just a regular, anybody seeing it, it's traumatizing. But um, if you look at like what Twitter has right now, which is an absolutely horrific, horrible system, they needed to implement a two-step reporting system. But if you look at that compared to like what Minds has, um, Minds is so slick, so smooth, so easy to report. 
that was all I ever really wanted was just like a two-step reporting system, swift removal of of exploitation removal, really simple things that they could have done along the way to help themselves out. But now it will go full blown. I I feel bad for them, kind of. Yeah. Well, I'm. I don't at not, all feel bad for them at all. Not really. Yeah, I do, but I don't. You know. These people have been fucking me and my friends over for a long time, so I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Um, GC. Well, and part of my story too, Joshua. Part of my story is that I was also trafficked on tech right. oh, okay. uh, as well. So I was also exploited on tech. That gives me this added edge. Where, um, you know, and it also makes me really sympathize with these, uh, especially the minor survivors that have been exploited on tech, um, because I know how hard it was for me as an adult to pull this stuff down and um, how long it took and how desperate I felt and how alone I felt. So I just try to put myself in the context of being a minor trying to do that. Uh, So that's another thing, too. So I have an extra like axe to grind, but I always want folks to be successful Um, I never necessarily want these platforms to come down all the way. That's not something that I advocate for. I advocate for change. I really just want them to change. But if they're not going to change, I mean, you can't continue to profit off human rights violations in the United States of America and um, especially against children. We we cannot sit back and let this happen. And honestly, it is a crime that disproportionately affects, you know, black women and girls. This is something that I can't believe. um, I cannot believe we're allowing in the United States of America. I cannot. I cannot. Uh, Shout out to GC Anarchy for the $5 super chat. He said, have a great time, Josh. Well deserved. Also, still waiting for my invite to the barn, Eliza. I don't know what Uh that means. I don't know what that means. What barn? He he flirts with me all the time, but he's never, you know, sent me a DM. He's all talk, no action. Ah, GC, you better get on it. He's actually one of my, uh, (laughs) one of my closest uh uh supporters man i love that guy to death he he shares he shares like everything i post on twitter he retweets uh and and the funny thing about gc is one day you know there's no edit button on twitter right (laughs) really yeah there's no in case you were wondering there's no edit function on twitter (laughs) and so i post error queen oh i posted this this post that had uh spelling error in it and i had i i put it up Took it down, put it up, took it down, put it up, took it down, all within the span of like three minutes. Uh, there was like yeah. three or four times I put it up. He retweeted every one of them. And I was like, wow, dude, wow, you're awesome. Uh, and so I yeah, always give the shouts good. out. Uh, Jared- you know, it's been really nice because I've had, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, you know, a lot of uh, libertarians and, you know, a lot of, I don't know if the libertarian space was really talking about human trafficking much before. I don't know if it was on the, I, I don't know if it was, um, on the list of things that people taught we're talking about, but uh, they've been very, very supportive of me. And, you know, the ANCAPs, the Libertarians, they've been very, very supportive, and I've been very appreciative of it. Well, it's so funny because um, one of the arguments that we always get hit with as Libertarians and ANCAPs right away is always, oh, you, you want to abolish the age of consent, you're a pedophile. And it's like, no, motherfucker, we want to put pedophiles in wood chippers. Like, that's literally, yeah, that's what we feel. Violent. I have to calm I have to calm libertarians down a lot. Like, no, we need to study these individuals. We need to get to the heart of the crime. Like, I'm so um, you know, chill chill about it. Libertarians like straight to the wood chipper. Yep, right away. They, Do yes. not pass go. Feet first, uh, nice and slow. Like, I want you to feel it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm at. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I, the, I don't know if you've ever heard the intro to my show, but it's literally called Wood Chipper and it's about pedophiles. So Um Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I get everybody has their own. Listen, there. I read some stories sometimes that make my blood freaking boil. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I get like the, the fire in my gut. Like I want to say something real wild on Twitter or whatever. And then I'm like, I have to calm myself down sometimes because I do get that sort of like fiery feeling of wanting this revenge on these people that are hurting children. But, um, the actual thing of me, the actual truth in my gut, I truly want the crime to be studied extensively. I want these individuals that are perpetrating the crimes to be, because it takes a certain type to want to, to sell another human being, especially a child or to abuse children in that way and to feel nothing. Right. 
I really think that that needs to be studied more. And that's part of why I'm like, okay, let's have this conversation. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because I think the more you talk about it, the more it freaking sheds light on this evil and the less it's going to be able to perpetuate. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. your, our good friend Jeremy Todd threw a $10 super chat. He said, Eliza, oh, he said, Eliza, Reed and Clint were so nice and my bodyguards and least creepy dudes ever. Me. That was there the entire time. Oh no. What did I say when I was drunk? LOL. <laughs> no, Jeremy also, no, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy also was nice as heck. We had a freaking blast. I think Jeremy and I are probably the most alike out of the crew. So like we're kind of just chill. We'll talk about whatever. We're like always laughing. And then you know, Reed's just Reed. And Clint's like, I don't know what. He's a little bit more of a bulldozer. And Jeremy and I are just like, oh, let's hang out. Let's have fun. Let's eat pizza. You know, we're just chill and kind of happy go lucky. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of all three of them. I love Jeremy Todd too. I you know it was like uh there was this libertarian unity movement uh going going around for a while that Reed and and uh and jeremy todd were part of and i i talked a bunch of shit to him because i don't believe in libertarian unity i think that uh there's some there's some libertarians that i don't want to unify with at all and uh but then he ended up being amazing and so i i love i love them all very much um there's nothing wrong with trying yeah there's nothing wrong with trying right like so you try different things see what works see what doesn't and that was before i really came around and to be brutally honest i still mind my own business I, I, uh, whatever libertarian stuff goes on, I just mind my own business. I'm, I got too much other things I'm worried about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm really worried about human trafficking. So I'm not (laughs) so much paying attention and it keeps me out of trouble. Yeah. It keeps you out of trouble. So if you want to stay out of trouble, get a cause like human trafficking and become obsessed. Stay out of out of trouble. Stay out of, uh, stay out of the, the, the libertarian drama. It's not for you. I promise. Uh, it's a waste of, just for me, it's just, it would be a waste of time. I have no, nothing to add or take away. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I don't have anything to add to drama uh, like that. TJ Fitzsimmons through $5 super chat. He said feet first. Yes. Feet first, brother. Feet first. Nice and slow. Uh, Michael Stern. What's up, man? Nice to see you in the chat. I never get to see you. I'm glad you're here. Um, so we're getting to the end of the, the public stream here, Eliza. I, I, I'm a huge fan. I think all the stuff you're doing is absolutely invaluable to society as a whole. I know that's not something that we like to society, but, uh, as libertarians, but, uh, what, what do you got coming up next? What, what, what's going on with you? What, what, where can people follow you, support you, enjoy your stuff, listen to you, all that great stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Eliza.locals.com. That's my free speech content creator platform. Um, it's freaking awesome. And especially these days, especially today, but, um, I blog there. I write there. I had a couple uh, pieces that I put out last week and, um, I'm just going on different podcasts. I haven't started my own yet, but we'll, we'll see. And, uh, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm just on Twitter at Eliza blue for now, but you never know. I could be taken off any day. Yeah. You just never know with Twitter. I'm like, I'm, I'm like about to hit 20,000 followers and I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't pull me down before I hit 20,000, man. I mean, you know who taught me how to Twitter? Hotep, Hotep Jesus taught me how to Twitter. That's so a smart I learned man. the rules. Yeah, I learned the rules. Um, and I'll, I'll forever be eternally grateful. He has kept me from getting banned a million times. And I was telling Reed earlier today, I said, there will be a point in your platform when you grow your platform. Um, because I mean, I've, you know, I haven't like gone crazy on Jack Dorsey or anything, but we used to be kind of cool. So like, I've definitely sent some spicy things to him and said some things I needed to get off my chest um, and about the Twitter situation. And uh, so the fact that I still have my Twitter is a dang miracle, but uh, it's because Hotep gave me a lot of very valuable advice and Michael, I've learned a lot from him too. Sure. They're both very smart. I don't think uh, Hotep Jesus doesn't get the the, the, spe- the respect he deserves when it comes to intelligence. That man is very smart. I've had him on the show. He's great. He's really great. I had a fun time with him. We don't see eye to eye on everything ideologically wise. Of course but, not. I don't see eye to eye with everyone. But, really. but he's amazing. I love that guy to death. Uh, Trollertarian, yeah. $5 super chat. He said, a lot of InfoSec folks have burner accounts trying to report pedo accounts on Twitter. They get banned before the set accounts. Would chipper go burr? Huh? A really big problem on Twitter. Yeah, uh, and Jack Dorsey doesn't really have a lot to do with Twitter anymore. I don't think. I think he's mostly. No. A, I think he's mostly a, a mouthpiece now at this point. I think that he is probably one of the smartest in big tech, moving more towards blockchain 
he's he's intelligent, but I still he's still part of the machine. And I think that, you know, if my name was on a product, if that was my baby, I would not want to be getting dragged in multiple sure. countries for having child sexual abuse material and not removing it at scale. It's just a horrible thing. And plus that too, just the human suffering of children. Like, why would you want that anywhere near your name or any product that you would help design? Um, but, you know, to each their own. We will see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, Eliza, like I said, I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate all the work you're doing and and hopefully uh, your platform will continue to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger and people will support the work you're doing because it's important work. Much more important than me just doing a show like this. You know what I mean? I, it's That's important well, stuff. Because freedom is freedom. So I maybe talk about freedom in one way and you talk about freedom in another way. Sure, sure. sure. Well, like I said, I appreciate <laughs> it. If if uh, if you could just give me two minutes to close out the uh, the public stream and then we'll start the members only stream. Ooh. Oh, okay. all right. Thanks. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Liza's so cool. Please go follow her. Please go support her work. Uh, uh, gas her up, man. Seriously, gas her up. We need more people like that. And, and we need her uh, getting all the support she can get because she's amazing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, go support her. Do everything you guys can. Of course, uh, if you want to support my show, you can check out my Patreon or my Subscribe Star. Both of those are uh, forward slash break the cycle JS uh, and you can get all kinds of cool swag on there. Like I said, you get into a private discord server that has like over a hundred people in it now, really cool people, uh, including Stefan Kinsella and Angela McArdle and some really just great people's top lobsters in there. Um, uh, it's, it's amazing community. It's really becoming, it's really becoming a great community. Um, we even got a great Australian dude that's been on the show, uh, Liberty down under, if you guys don't aren't familiar and he gives us updates on Australia every day. He, that's how I knew that Melbourne had turned off the internet. Uh, for their for their constituency and their their uh, their people uh, because he's the one that told me so it's a pretty cool place to hang out so uh, sign up there if you can and help support the show financially uh, and also you know you'll help my my trip to Disneyland or Disney World in a couple weeks which I'm very nervous about um, or you can join the YouTube channel here under all my videos and uh, I think that's five bucks a month you get all the cool uh, custom emojis that are hand drawn by top lobster for the live chat so if you're here for the live show a lot it's worth it plus you get into the members only stream live if you sign up on youtube uh you get those the next day or so um on patreon and subscribe star so check that stuff that stuff out if you can i would very much appreciate it so would my family uh but check out my sponsors toplobster.com the man the myth the legend my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get this great epstein didn't kill himself shirt that i'm wearing tonight i also have this in a, a bright purple hoodie that is super awesome uh you can get it in like all kinds of different colors and, and different uh, materials and fabrics and hoodies and shirts and stuff. Um, use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or, like I said, join all the uh, platforms and get all of the new stuff really easy, uh, cheap, and, and and new. And, of course, executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at. Much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, if you own a business, seriously, or you know somebody who owns a business, tell them about Anthem Planning because Amy Lepore is going to be able to hook you up. I promise. Check them out. Uh, guys, coming up on the show tomorrow, Thursday night show, Conspiracy Couch is back, y'all. Uh, if you remember the last time me and Dave and Dan got together, we had Ryan uh, Dawson on. That was a fun show. But tomorrow we're bringing Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report on. Uh, and I am not sure that we won't be banned from YouTube after tomorrow's show. But, hey, if Ryan Dawson couldn't do it, we'll see if Monica Perez can't get it done. And of course, on Friday, from the Walk Away Movement, uh, New York resident, Mr. Mike Harlow. That's going to be a fun show. If you guys haven't started following him yet, check him out. He's an amazing speaker. Like really, really, he speaks very well. I'm, I'm excited to have him on. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, guys, I will see you tomorrow for the show with, uh, the, the, the next installment of conspiracy couch, go and join the YouTube channel right now. So you can come hang out with me and Eliza or Eliza and I in the members only chat right now. After this, I'll see you tomorrow for the show with Monica Perez, Dan Smots, and Dave Casey. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the person refrain. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part wasn't referenced to GTA 5 in the
the things you do So when he finds you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Your trooper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial of course And if you're convicted we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it Your product is getting close to COVID 